Welcome to the Boys of Summer Are Freezing podcast. Tim Johnston here with Dr. Terry Pope, a.k.a. Statman. We're coming to you from beautiful Abilene, Texas. How you doing today, Statman? Tim, I'm doing great. Glad we're here. Hey, we've got Randy Harris with here uh, with us here today as our guest. Yeah, Randy, welcome. Glad hey, you're here. Thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to it. Hey, Randy, before we get started, I think the, our listeners, they would really want us to say thank you to you. Thank you for your preaching. Thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your books. They've helped us um, to help so many people here in our community and across the nation, across the world. And we're just uh, thankful for you and wanted to say thank you to you before we get started. Thank you. And now we can talk about something that really matters. Yes. All right. I have a saying in my philosophy class, if it cannot be said with baseball, it cannot be said to really matter. Oh, that's playing right into your theme, Tim. That is perfect. Hey, yeah, we understand you just got back from a trip where baseball was prevalent. Tell us about your trip. Uh, went to the Bay Area. So first of all, in the Giants Stadium, we saw the Giants and the Dodgers for two games. And then we went across the Bay to that Pitt Oakland Coliseum and saw the Giants and the Oakland A's play for two games. So saw four games in five days. It was great. Are these... Are, are, is the Giants your team or why were, what was the, the draw here? The draw was the temperature never got above 72 degrees <laughs> That's in a good San draw. Francisco. That was the draw. And there's lots of things to do in San Francisco. I, the people I travel with, we like theater and museums and baseball. So we try to go to a city that does all the things. We've been to Toronto and Washington and Chicago and different places to see baseball. Okay, so the Giants and Dodgers, we know that's a huge rivalry. Uh, did the Giants acknowledge Ben Scully, or was there any? They any did. The first night we were there, there was quite a, a extensive acknowledgement of uh, ben, ben Scully. And of course, the Dodgers won both games. Uh, the Giants were really struggling. And then the Giants went across the bay to Oakland and won both games. But this is the part you're not going to believe. On the two days we were at Oakland, they drew 40,000 on a Saturday night and then 31,000 on Sunday. And wow, in Oakland. Their average attendance is about 8,000. Wow. And so weekend, Battle of the Bay, they actually had some people there. So it was great. Yeah, that's cool. I used to live in uh, in Livermore, California, which is East Bay. So we were more Oakland A's oriented. And I've not had the chance to go to Pac Bell. Talk about that stadium over there in San Francisco. That looks incredible on TV. Yeah, it is. It, it's like a lot of the new fields, their baseball fields. We went through that that depressing time when they were building sort of these multi-piece, multi-use arenas. And now we're back to building baseball fields, of which it is one. Beautiful, beautiful view. Great weather. It's a, it's a great place to watch a baseball game. Okay, so... When somebody says, if it can't be explained, how did you say that if it can't be explained to baseball? Yeah, if it can't be said with baseball, it can't be said to be important, right? <laughs> this is awesome. Okay, so you've got to have a favorite baseball memory. Please tell us your favorite baseball memory. Well, I, I have many, but I think the one that explains me most, most doesn't, doesn't involve a game. I, I was born in 58. That makes me 64. And so there was a guy who worked with my dad who had a collection of baseball cards that decided to give it to me and my older brother. He needed a kid to give it to. And so these were almost complete sets of 1956, 1957, 1958 baseball cards. 
And so before I could read, I could identify teams by the logos on their hats. And I'd learned to read the statistics, stat man. So I knew where the home runs and the RBIs were. And I could do all that before I could read. And we played and played with those cards for years and years and years. I, I didn't know two years later that was going to turn out to be a, a terrible financial decision to, <laughs> to have thumbed those cards. And, and in fact, later in life, we decided to get rid of them. I wish I just kept them for nostalgia. Uh, you know, they were so beat up that, that they weren't really worth anything. But the guy said in mint condition, it was like a $50,000, you know, uh, collection. It was like a hundred worth a hundred where we had. So my favorite toy when I was growing up, what I spent more time with than anything else was, baseball cards. And then thinking about doing this, I was trying to think, what was the first, I grew up poor. I was trying to think what was the first baseball game we went to. We, when we made vacations, we generally went to see grandma because we really couldn't afford to, to do the kind of things that people do. But one year we went to Houston to the Astrodome. And it was, it was, we, you know, for a kid, that was just the most unbelievable uh, thing to be in the Astrodome. So it's all the Astros last, I have a vivid memory of that. I think I've seen two Hall of Fame pitchers pitch live. Tom Seaver pitched a four hit shutout against the Cardinals when I was, when I was there one night. Fantastic. And, and then on this last trip, oh, we got to see Kershaw uh, pitch, who is surely going into the, to the Hall of Fame. Um, he only pitched four innings. He's got back trouble again, but it was great. It was great uh, seeing him again. And I, I've actually gone on a couple of Jay Buckley tours, if you know what those are. It's, it's where you go get on a bus and you go see like nine games in 12 days. You, you just basically travel around to different uh, stadiums and watch uh, and watch baseball games. So those have been great trips. And I've been in most of the ballparks uh, now, although I haven't been in all of them. So. What, would, what would your favorite ballpark be? Uh, you know, one of, one of my favorites, which I think is still holds up really well, is Camden Yards in Baltimore. It's a, it's a beautiful setting and just a fine place to watch a game. And um, they're actually improving some. So you really have those new kind of ballparks like that. And then you have Yankee – well, you got New Yankee Stadium, but you have Fenway Park and Wrigley Field, and those really aren't as good a place to watch a game. But the atmosphere, right. you're right. kind of sucking up the the history. So I like I like the old ballparks. The ones I don't like are, are again those. They're all built about the same time, like Old Bush Stadium and Three Rivers, and all, you know all all those uh, that have now been replaced by by ball fields when they were just kind of these big lifeless arena so i'm glad we're past that now yeah that's fantastic there's so much to talk about here i want to go back to the baseball cards real quick okay can you remember any of your favorite cards or favorite players and how this drew you into following them as a player uh well okay so when i got these cards i'm actually too young yeah. Uh, to really to really follow baseball and and so my favorite players are the ones whose pictures I like and somehow I like Duke Snyder's <laughs> oh perfect and so by the time center I actually, fielder for the Dodgers yeah one of the one of the big three right Willie Mays Mickey Mantle and Duke Snyder all there at the at the same time so I was really too young to follow baseball then but I was already you know I liked this I liked this card uh, the first uh, team and players I loved when more like was nine and 10 would be the 67 and 68 Cardinals. We were all 
Cardinal fans uh, in my area. And so the 67 Cardinals, it's one of my favorite teams of all time. Bob Gibson, the greatest, greatest pitcher of his era, meanest pitcher uh, that you'll ever see. And Lou Brocken left, Kirk Flood in center. And there's never been anybody who's gone after a fly ball the way Kirk Flood is. Roger Maris was in right field. Mike Shannon was the third baseman. Dale Maxwell was a no-hit shortstop. Julian <laughs> Javier was the second baseman. Orlando Cepeda, who won the the MVP award was at first base. Tim McGarver was a pitcher and, and then a catcher and then Bob Gibson. So those are the first teams I love. And in 68, they lost a seven-game World Series. Broke my heart. Um, a lot of people say in the first game of the 68 World Series, when Bob Gibson pitched that, in that game, they, they have never seen big league hitters as overmatched as they were that day. He broke Koufax's strikeout World Series record, strikeout 16 or 17 Tigers, and they were just kind of flailing away. So, again, at that at, at that time, uh, I just thought that, you know, that was the greatest thing ever. I've never gotten over those teams. Those are still, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's great. Are the Cardinals still your favorite team? No. You know, when I came to Texas, I decided I would adopt the local teams aside from the uh, – um, aside from the Cowboys and yeah, I'd said I would continue to hate them. And Oh, has that been rewarding? I, I mean, it's just been so, so, so I've adopted the Rangers. I root, I root for the Rangers. And, and of course you can see them all the time here. Um, you know, ACU's got some connections to uh, the Colorado Rockies. And so I kind of root for the Rockies and the, in the uh, national leagues. I've gotten to go to several games there and uh, yeah. and I'm sure your listeners will love I, I you know I root for whoever's playing the Astros and uh, <laughs> you know I'm a good Astro hater oh yeah you watching know, last night Rangers up four to nothing you know, Martin Perez <laughs> got a little control problems yeah. and then gives up a grand slam absolutely all, all those base on balls yeah <laughs> so um, one of the things I love about baseball is it's, it's so statistic rich. It's the most statistic rich sport uh, that there is. And I, I, I like to read books uh, that, that, that kind of analyze some of the stats. And, you know, a couple of them that I think are really interesting is there's no such thing as a clutch hitter. Um, hitters who can hit, hit. And hitters who can't hit, don't hit. And over a period of time, you can't find much difference in how they do with men on base and not and not men on base. It's it's actually pretty much the same. There's also very little evidence that having a good hitter bat behind a hitter, you know, we've always said that protects them, makes you pitch to them. But there's very little evidence that that changes their statistics. It, it, you know, that's one of those myths yeah. that grow up. And when you actually look on the stats on it, it's hard to hard to confirm that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. So when you say all that, it makes me think about the book Moneyball. Okay, so this sets off. And there was things going on with the A's and then the, the Red Sox, and now we've got shifts. And so talk a little bit about that. So the use of statistics to change the competitive play. Yeah, so uh, used to all we had was sort of like home runs and batting average and uh, RBI. And for pitchers, it was ERA and wins. Um, and now we just have a lot more statistical evidence. A, a walk is surely as good as a single, you know, which was kind of a fundamental concept of, of Moneyball for sure. And, 
you know, I'm one, I'm one of those people who's ready to have some rules about shifts um, uh, because you can you can certainly position your people in more precise ways now than you could, where it's not just a hunch, it's it's statistically verifiable. Well, you don't have to watch baseball very much. See, lots of hits get taken away by by uh, by shifts. Oh yeah, uh, so many. Yeah, but you know, what what I wonder about is they they try so hard to protect pitchers now. You know, back in the day, Gibson would pick pitch two hundred and seventy five innings a year, and now you rarely have a pitcher pitch one hundred and seventy five. Um, but it looks to me like they're injured more than they've ever been. I, you know, I, I just wonder how, how that's all, all working. And, uh, I, you know, and the, yeah. in the 275 inning days, you never heard of Tommy John surgery. Not until Tommy John, right? Yeah. Not until Tommy John. <laughs> um, yeah. Which was what in the late seven, no, well, a bit later than that, be in the eighties at least. Um, yeah. So I, uh, Again, I think I think the stats have changed the way uh, they play the game. I don't think baseball is quite as interesting as it used to be. Uh, with you know, strikeouts, walks, and home runs, I, I think the game was more interesting when there was more going on. Okay, uh, so are, are there any rules? Okay, so this gets to the heart of why the boys of summer are freezing. I mean, Terry and I are ticked off that the games, the season goes so long that they're willing to risk a, a summer game being played in winter weather. November, so that, yeah. That's the basis of our podcast. Yeah. So are there any rule changes, any changes you would like to see Major League Baseball make yeah. that you think would help? Yeah, there are actually several, and most of them will be made next year, I think. Uh, the pitch clock's absolutely essential. If, if you go back and look at the length of games, say look at a World Series game from the 1970s, you know, two hours and 20 minutes. And you, you can't play a World Series game now in less than three and a half uh, hours. So the game's got to be speeded up. And it's not just the pitcher's fault. You know, you got to get the batter to stand in the box and stay there. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they've, they've been very successful with that in the minor leagues. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, electronic balls and strikes calls. That technology is getting better and better. The, the umpiring is atrocious. And, you know, the strike zone needs to be – uh, anything that touches that little white box you see on on TV, uh, anything that touches it, because you actually want the strike zone to be a little bigger but predictable to keep the game to keep the game moving. And I think they definitely need to do that. I'd like to see some rules on shifts. You know, I, I think it probably is going to have to do with how many people have to have their feet in the dirt, and how many people on the infield can be on one side of the. Uh, the infield. I actually think that would make the game um, a little more interesting. Um, the schedule is a problem, uh, and I think the length of schedule is a problem, but I think an even bigger problem is the horribly unbalanced schedule that they've got now. So right now they're playing 19 games against every opponent in their division. So that's a five-team division. That's four times 19. That's 76. And that means they're just playing fewer games than that against everybody else. Right. Um, and so you almost never get to see some teams. And you see other teams uh, very seldom. So I have my own notions about how they, ought to, how they ought to change that. But there's also a fairness issue. Like if you look in the standings right now, uh, Baltimore is five games over 
500, believe it or not. You, yeah. you might want to straighten out your life. The apocalypse may be coming. So, <laughs> um, And um, the second place team in the, in the central, I think the twins and Indians are tied now. They're both about five games over. But those five games over aren't created equal because in the Orioles division, when they don't just play each other but play somebody out of their division, they're 50 games over 500, the whole division. The other division, when they don't just play each other, when they play other teams outside of their division, they're 30 games under. So they're greatly profiting by just playing the weak teams in, in their division. So uh, what I would do is uh, I would have them play everybody in their league, like all the American League teams play all of the teams in their league eight times and play all the National League teams three times. That means every other year, the National League teams would come to the American League Park and you could get to see them. And that that, yeah. that, that would wind up being 155 games or something. Now, I assume you all want to do something more radical. I don't know. How, how short do you want to make the season? Uh, how many games do you want the season? Uh, we were thinking 100. Well, 100? Well, yeah. well, the bottom line is, can you fin finish the regular season by Labor Day? Do you remember when that... So that gives us this clear-cut enough yeah. time to finish off all the playoffs but we're still playing in baseball weather. We don't, we still have this image it, and it just burns in our memory and it just kills us of Jimmy Rollins. Remember with him playing shortstop for the Phillies and he's got ear flaps. Right, right. This is ridiculous. Right. So number of games is what's more important to us is we want the games played in really good weather. Yeah. How about, how about, how would you go for the first of October? Because the World Series has always been played in October, hasn't it? It, it yeah. A lot of times when, back in the old days, it almost ended early October. Right. We were down to the World right. Series in the early October, not late October. Well, that's a month after Labor Day. That would add 20 more, 20 more games. Uh, and I'm also thinking if you're talking about uh, San Francisco, it's, it's going to be cold no matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it was. I, I remember I went going to Candlestick and wow, one on a September night one many years ago. And I was like, oh, no wonder nobody's here. But... Uh, so, yeah, that's that's some of the radical rule changes. I like some of the rule changes. And Statman, I think that Randy might have hit on something for a poll question here today, like this scheduled, would you, we could ask, do you want to see more play? American League teams play eight times and National League teams, league teams play three times so that they have, they're having to compete. And what I'm hearing you say is they, they competition is not really equal the way it's being assessed right now. Right. Everybody, everybody has to play the good teams. Yeah, yeah. And you also get to, as a fan, you get to see everybody. Yeah, yeah. Now, the one thing you lose is when you have an intense rivalry, I guess everybody's classic one would be either Giants, Dodgers, or Yankees, Red Sox. They wouldn't be playing as many. They're currently playing 19 times against each other. So there actually are solutions between mine and that. You could do something in between where you play the teams in your division a little more often, but not, not 19 times. I mean, do you really want to see the Rangers play the angels 19 really? times yeah. in, a, in a year? Yeah. Is that 19 games or is that 19 series? That's 19 games, okay. 19 games against every team in their division. So yeah, that's 76 out of the 162 games. I think that's something to be explored. Wow, I mean, Randy really dropped a very, I think it's a highly 
contra, controversial when he says electronic balls and strikes. That is not a purist. Talk about that. Uh, well, I think that the you know the classic uh, one is the Braves and the Pirates. You know, years ago, where you have the worst umpired game in the history of of baseball, where you have an umpire calling pitches strikes that are about a foot out of the strike zone. You Unbelievable. Can, you can go back and look at it on, on online. Um, now, there's so much on TV now that you're not going to see anything that bad um, because an umpire wouldn't, wouldn't survive now. They could, uh, but it, um, you know, if you watch it, and let's say the count is uh, two balls and one strike, and you you have a ball out of the strike zone, say three inches out of the strike zone, he calls a strike, and there are a couple of men on base. The difference in two and two and three and men, three and one with men on base is that's the ball game. That's going to be the ball game. And so you think, okay, they're just missing a few pitches a game, but but uh, with with the electronic thing, I think you can get more of them. Right? I think it will speed up the game. I think it will also speed up the game. And uh, I just I think it's really frustrating to a hitter who's good with the strike zone to have a pitch off the plate called a you know called, anyway, called a strike I, in a crucial situation. Yeah, so I I agree. It speed up the game because it just eliminates any uh, argument and the. Uh, frustration factor of having a bad call. So the batter's kind of been out of shape and that's on his mind now. He can't get over that last call and he needs to just get up there and look for the next pitch. And uh, so I think we're, I think we're onto something there. So there's several. I think, I think they're, I think we're two years away from that. They're already experimenting with the uh, minor leagues right. and you will occasionally see some on video of an egregiously missed call on the electronic thing but the technology is getting better and better and it still misses fewer calls than uh, now my most my most radical suggestion would be we need to do away with divisions divisions serve no no purpose you know, leagues i like divisions i don't and decide how many teams are going to be in the playoff and take the, the you know currently at six take the top six teams in, in each league and put them in the playoffs. Let one play six, two, two play five, and three play uh, four. I, I don't see how divisional play uh, serves any purpose at the moment. Good thought. Um, so, Tim, what we'll do is come up with a poll question that that uh, reflects some of this. We can't catch it all in one poll. There's a lot of good stuff there. Those are great ideas. Yeah, what, what poll would you suggest for this week? Because uh, Randy, what we do is we ask a poll question each week, so our listeners can weigh in, and, and they'll tell us what you th they think about okay. your ideas. But I, I I have an idea. But what do you have there, Statman? What I would land on is the too many games against division opponents. We need to spread it out, play everybody. The bad teams have to play the good teams. So how would you phrase that question? I would phrase it where we need to change the schedule where the uh, everybody plays everybody uh, and uh, so we and we could even take it to the point 
uh, the last thing that Randy was talking about, of eliminating divisions. Uh, you know, at one time, obviously there were no divisions. There were the American League and National League, and the winners of the leagues played the World Series. That's the way it was back um, in the old days. And so it kind of drifted away from that. And when expansion came along, they changed some things. But nothing to say we can't get back to that. So I think our poll question this week will be centered on scheduling. Okay, I like that. And I and if there's any way to throw in the div- elimination of divisions to help the scheduling and the competitiveness, uh, let's, let's, let's work on that. How's that sound to you, Randy? Sounds great. And boy, there's we got to go. Maybe we can get a monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we got it. There's there's a lot of questions we've got to ask here based upon Randy, but I got to come back to a couple of things. So number one, what do you think about the Rangers' new ballpark? I am embarrassed to say I haven't been in it yet. It looks, okay, it looks great on TV, and I'm all for having a ballpark where you can go to the game in the middle of the summer and not be and not be miserable. You know, Arlington is one of the places where it makes sense, and I assume that. If the A's move, which they're almost certainly going to do, and Vegas is what you hear mentioned most often, I assume it's going to be an indoor, an indoor place. But at least yeah. what I've seen on TV, the range. Have you been to the range? Have you been to the? I went one game. What'd and you it, It's very different. I mean, I, I agree with the um, the comfort yeah. because here in Texas, I have sat in the Rangers game where I couldn't sit in the seat; it was so hot. You had to get a towel. And, yeah. Oh man! So it's wonderful in that sense. It was a little. Um, too nice for me. A little too uh, sterile, like, not baseball feely enough. You didn't feel enough outdoors. Remember that outdoor yeah. center field area? Yeah. We got it, I, I miss that. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. You were back. You were there last week. Right? Yeah, I was there Thursday. Saw the Rangers and the White Sox play, and uh, it was good. I mean, that's a nice ballpark. Uh, it's got interesting features. They they do a little zigzagging on the outfield fence where you get some strange bounces on occasion. And, uh, but overall, and I see what you're saying about the kind of the, the pureness of it, uh, but it's great, great fan environment, roomy everywhere you go. Uh, the night we were there, there were probably, uh, 30,000 there and you're never stuck in a crowd. Concession stands are, are uh, plentiful, roomy concourses. Everything about it's a great fan experience. Okay, well, uh, in the food, the food is incredible. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go back real quickly to our poll question last week, Terry. Right. Uh, what What was the remind our listeners? What was the poll question, and and how did it come out? What did the What did the fans say? And let's see what uh, Randy's response to this would be. Yeah, the poll question was: Should mountain visits be eliminated? Now, the most recent change to that rule was. Mountain visits limited to six per game, uh, per nine innings. If it goes extra innings, uh, they get another one. Our poll question was eliminate them. Uh, so if you need a pitch made, pitcher change made, you just tell the umpire, change the pitcher, manager, pitching coach, particularly the visits by the pitching coach. You know nothing's going to happen out of that. So you're sitting there watching and you're saying, why are we watching this? Nothing is going to happen. Uh, and so our listeners agreed with us. Uh, 86% of the listeners said, yeah, I'll eliminate mound visits. 
Well, Statman, you know, I ask you this question every week. Was this a statistical, uh, a, a representative sample of all Major League Baseball uh, followers? Uh, the, the sample size would have been too small, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in statistics, there is such a thing as small sample statistics. And uh, when uh, when uh, results are overwhelming, 86% uh, of the viewers listeners said, tell us, eliminate him. You can't just dismiss that and say the sample size was too small. What do you think of this? What would you have voted on that, Randy? Uh, well, I think nobody, I don't think anybody goes to a baseball game to watch a meeting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, went to a baseball game and a meeting broke out. I don't have any problem with the manager walking out there to change pitchers, the, the catcher pitcher visits and the pitching coach visits. I, I that slows down the game. And so either eliminate them or at least cut down the number in half. I, is the number six now or is it? Yeah. Is it, three would be, you know, uh, and again, I wouldn't have any trouble with just eliminating those entirely that if a, if a, if a coach comes to the mound, you got to make a pitching change. Something uh, so else I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem with that and, and tell the catchers stay behind the plate. <laughs> I mean, think, I think we could stay here all day with Randy, but Tim and Randy, let's wrap up today's show by thinking about the poll question for this week. Randy mentioned earlier that each team plays other division rivals 19 times, uh, resulting in early half of their games being against division rivals. So some of the weaker divisions, the teams end up playing just games against other weak teams. So a good poll question would be, would you be in favor of changing the schedule to reduce the number of games against division teams and make it possible for every team to play every other team in their league and leaving some room for interleague games? So you'll be asked yes or no on this. So Tim and Randy, Good session. Randy, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you later.